Hi, and thanks for tuning in to My Adventures at Home Brewing. I'm Dan Matthews, and come along with me as we talk about things for new home brewers, from gadgets to how we got started to, I don't know, all the mistakes we make along the way. So come along for the ride and have a beer or two along the way. looking for that yeast that can help you attain the best beer possible that you're looking for escarpment laboratories escarpment laboratories are located in guelph ontario and make some of the finest yeasts in canada if you want to make the beer that you want and have consistent results all the time you need to check out escarpment laboratories Brew Donkey Tours are back. We closed our doors for the health of our community, but now with new safety protocols, we're getting ready to open the barn doors. Starting July 24th, the donkey rides again. Every ticket includes ample samples, behind the scenes tours, and a healthy dose of learning. Support local breweries and tourism with a brewery tour by bus. Get your tickets before they sell out at brewdonkey.ca. Brew Donkey, brew tours that kick ass. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, we're here with uh, My Adventures Home Brewing. My name's Dan. Thanks a lot for being with us again today. Uh, we're, like I said before, we're very fortunate to have Dave and Steph here with Broken Stick out at the fantastic Hammond Golf Course. So the mic is a little far away, boy, so one person at a time may have to pick it up. How's it going, Steph? Good, how are you? Good, man. And then there's Dave. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So these are the guys we're gonna be talking with, talking with today, so hang on and We'll be right back. So we're back. So what do you say, boys? Another fantastic day in the neighborhood? Yes, sir. Beer and sunshine. Can't <laughs> complain, right? <laughs> well, you, some people could, but uh, we're not going to go there. We won't. No, we won't. So let's, let's, before we dive into it, let's hear a little bit about you guys. How did you guys get involved in the beer scene, making beer, whatnot? Yeah, so uh, this this project started off in, in 2014, originally on, on Canatech. Uh, that was a, a long time ago, um, with uh, myself and a couple of other partners um, back in the day. And uh, yeah, so I was a home brewer, and I had a buddy who, uh, who had purchased some brewing equipment, and uh, it was in his garage for a bit, and he, uh, he decided to open a brewery and, and was looking for investors, and I'm like, well, beer. I mean, free beer. Why not? So uh, yeah, I, I jumped. Uh, I jumped in, and uh, we actually opened our doors in November 2014, and ran for a couple of years. And then uh, partnership uh, people had two different views, and, and uh, one went one way, and the other one went uh, the other way. It took us a couple of years to figure it out, and then uh, we reopened here in 2019 in September. So we've been open for just a little under a year now at the, at the new spot at the Hammond Golf Course. Hi, I'm Dave Callahan. I'm the head brewer at Broken Stick. Um, how I got into brewing, uh, in a past life, I was a fisheries biologist. <laughs> and at a research station, everyone was home brewing, and I was trying to figure out what was going on and wanted to get involved. So I started brewing, um, that was about 2011 kind of took off and became an obsession and then suddenly I didn't want to do fisheries biology anymore I wanted to do <laughs> more brewing <laughs> so I uh, took the dive and uh, and I jumped ship and uh, intended? <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> jumped ship and then uh, I ended up getting a job at Bose I was a seller person at Bose 
So I was cleaning tanks, pitching yeast, dry hopping, um, and then uh, from there I couldn't get enough of it, so I uh, got a job at Three Brewers. I was the head brewer there for about eight months, and then this job opened up, and uh, somehow I convinced Steph to hire me. <laughs> and uh, you're longer than. Uh... <laughs> 3D. Yeah, this is like my longest tenure tenure at a, a brewery. So, <laughs> been here about a year, and uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Well, that's awesome. So, why the golf course? That's the big question: is why the golf course? Why not? Over oh, no. I'm oh, sorry. I'm, oh, I'm oh okay. Well, why not? Well, let's see. I don't know why not. Uh, I mean, it's a seasonal place. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure you guys are gonna be running year round, but golf is a seasonal thing. I mean, I don't know if they have simulators here or not. They used to. They don't anymore. But we actually uh, we've we've got um, you can do snowshoeing on the golf course in the winter. Uh, you can do uh, cross country skiing across the the golf course in the winter. So, so yeah, we're year round. We we got a restaurant. So yeah, the um, the logic behind the the golf course is. Um, I used to golf when I was a younger. My dad's a big golfer, um, and, and nobody's done this before. So as far as we know, we're the first actual craft brewery to open in a golf course and we're like well okay we, we like good beer and golfers like to drink beer maybe we can convert certain golfers that don't really like craft beer into craft beer drinkers as well while bringing the actual craft beer crowd to the golf course that you don't have to golf to to enjoy beer here but um it just made sense we, we can sell beer to golfers and sell beer to any person that comes in it's not a private club so anybody's welcome well that's good so how did you meet the guys for the golf course i mean it's not going up to a golf course hey i want to work here and open a brewery how did you meet the owners so uh one of my partners aaron um he actually works in construction as well so um he's done work here at this hammond golf course for a while he knows the owner len um and we uh we thought we'd bring up the the idea of of opening up a, a golf course or sorry a brewery here and um actually the restaurant was actually rented out by another restaurant or another person before so len's the owner of the restaurant but he rented it out um and we approached that gentleman first and um uh, it took a while and then we came back and forth and then decided uh, no i'm taking back the restaurant so and he's like yeah for sure i'd love to have a brewery on site uh you guys seem like decent guys and actually his his father or sorry, his grandfather had tried to bring in bows um, a long time ago. So this this was always a plan, I think, to have a brewery on site. Um, he just uh, was able to execute what the what his grandfather actually tried to do. So he's happy about it. He's really stoked, and it's it's been a really really cool project so far. So you've been hitting the ground running. Has there been a really good response from the crowd for for what you're doing? I think so. Um, some people are actually surprised. They, they show up to play golf and they're like, "Oh, there's a brewery on site." So, so nice. they they, uh, they bring back some. They, they try our beer on on the course or at the restaurant, and then they bring some home. So that's that's the cool part. Um, and and the community. I think we it took us a while to for us to get our name out there. Um, as of January, everything was going super well. The restaurant was always packed uh, Fridays and Saturday night, people enjoying the beer, enjoying the food. And then COVID hit, uh, which took a bit of a downfall, but um, we we, uh, we managed to sell cans throughout the uh, the process and actually 
have people discover our beer that uh, we deliver to Stittsville and all that nice. So people that might not come here because we're we're so far east. Um, it, it's it's been well received so far. I've got good comments. Uh, Dave's doing a good job because people are are saying they uh, some some of the beers aren't their favorite styles, but all our beers are, are good. So we we take that as a compliment. We're we're happy about that. Right on. So Dave, what are you finding that people are wanting for their beer? Uh, like obviously maybe a pale. Uh, a bitter, a stout, a porter, but some of those aren't quite seasonal time yet. Yeah, um, it's some beers like I didn't expect to like really take off. So like our Melly's Red, I really like it, but I didn't expect it to take off in the summer. It is really, really good. And it sells out all the time, and so I'm like trying to keep that on stock all the time. Uh, in the summer, it's it's a lot of the lighter beers and the uh, the fruitier beers. So like our Hazy Bear, which is a New England Pale Ale that sells really well, and then the New England IPA. Also sell or Hazer Beam sells really well, um, and then also classic our West Coast IPA. I hope you're hoppy. Also sells really well, so it's a nice mix of beers. And I try my my biggest like the beers that I really like are the sessionable beers. The ones that are low alcohol, and you can have a, a few of them and yep. still drive home because we you do have to drive home from here. So <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I'm a home brewer too, and I just made a eight percent New England IPA. Ooh. So I was at a buddy's place last night, and I was like. Yeah, let's crack this sucker open and i'm looking at my wife and i'm like you're driving home right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah it could taste really good and then it's a little high in alcohol so it's you know, yeah. a little careful <laughs> exactly so but are you finding there are requests for different styles of beer or people coming in because i know I, I i've experienced this experienced this where i work part-time over at the brewery in orleans with stray dog is people going what do you have that's close to budweiser have you right. ever, have you had that question? Um, a little bit. So we developed a cream ale to sort of fill that niche, um, and then also we've we've done a lot of lagers as well. So our Hellas Lager was a really big hit. Mm-hmm. The biggest issue is it takes a long time to brew, and I just can't keep it in stock very long. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with a lager. It's just it takes so much time to, one to ferment yeah. out, then to lager the condition and lager and everything else. Yeah, yeah. and I, I love lagers, but right now we have two lagers going, about to have a third. Um, so hopefully this fall we'll have. A, the loggers back on tap. <laughs> nice. So, hi. <laughs> Everyone's looking at us, going, "What are they doing?" <laughs> so, now we've covered a lot about kind of the golf course, how you guys came to be. There is a little bit of history to Broken Stick. A little bit of history. What is the history of Broken Stick? Because I know you said you started out at Canatech, but. Yeah, so yeah, we um, we opened in November of 2014, like I mentioned before, um, a little after Dominion City, I believe. So the two breweries really opened at the same time. So it, it was good for us because Dominion City makes some some great beer. Uh, if you haven't had the chance to to go go, because because yeah, their stuff is really good. Um, <clears throat> we were um, much smaller than they were. Uh, in the back of an alleyway, kind of out of the way, so a lot of people didn't know we were there. Um, we were actually, we had a really small setup, so it was three and a half barrels, which which we've doubled so far here at the new uh, place, and we were actually fermenting it in plastic fermenters, uh, w- which is not the, <laughs> the best way to do anything, because we couldn't really keep it at uh, the beer at a, at a steady temperature to ferment. So, 
Um, we had to keep the room cold. It wasn't a cold room. It was a, a room with AC. So um, the beer, the beer now is much better. Um, oh, I have to ad- <laughs> admit, uh, I'm proud of what Dave has, has done so far, and and, uh, and I, I think we'll keep him around for a little bit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and, and then we just had a little falling out with with the way the uh, direction was going from from the brewery, and uh, we bought one of the partners out, and he started his own thing and. I think it's working well. I'm not sure. I haven't been to the to, to their brewery. I know it's working well for us. Uh, mm. We took our time reopening it the right way with the proper um, equipment because uh, that was important for us to not do it the easy way, <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah. and, and then we took our time to, to hire a, a brewer that we felt comfortable with, too. Um, I know Dave likes to do a, a session, sessionable beers and uh, lagers and, and somewhat and I, I like the bigger beers like like the ipas the double ipas the stouts and, and all that fancy yeah. stuff so so we kind of not argue but we uh we brainstorm a lot about uh, which <laughs> beers uh need to come out and, and again we have to cater to the golf crowd here is that a polite um, way of saying you'll take it out in the golf course to see who ever can hit the drive the straightest I'd probably win because I don't think Dave is, is, is uh, <laughs> golfed very often in his life. But, uh, hey, I don't know. You never know after a few beers, right? Uh. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so far, that this has been a, a great experience. And, um, like I said, we're the first one in Canada to open on a golf course, That's which I'm surprised. <laughs> no, this is really cool. I, I can't think of anybody else who's done this. And you're I a golfer. And so I'm a golfer. You're happy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, where do you think this will go are you gonna like make the brew house bigger maybe eventually are you going to yeah so so this summer uh we ran out of beer for a certain time so again we're we're still in in year one and and we uh we had to deal with covid which uh is not part of any brewery's uh business plan i I can assure you that so we're trying to figure out what's going to come next um our goal is to grow but i don't think we want to be uh too big um, we want to really cater to um, the people of Rockland and, and Hammond and, and the people from Ottawa that want to come vis- visit us. It's a really nice drive, too, So especially in the summer. Um, our goal is just to make a lot of, of beers that are accessible to people and be creative with it, too, so, while uh, meeting two demands, golf and um, the craft beer people. So what are you finding um, a lot of people here in I guess in the area, are they perceptive to craft beer, or they, are, are you finding there's still a lot of education to do? There are. Um, uh, what we try to do is, is is push our cream ale onto the the Coors Light or, or the uh, the uh, the macro beer drinkers, um, and some of them are, are more receptive. A lot of people. There's um, a gentleman who told me he's like, I used to drink Coors Light. That's all I drank, and then I tried your rose hip hibiscus beer, and he's like, No, I can't drink this stuff anymore, and. Uh, but that's the only beer of ours that he likes, and sometimes we're sold out. So he was—he came in and he's like, "Oh, I can't drink anything else because that's the only beer right. I drink now," which was surprising because it's a beer is not for everyone. Um, but that's a good it, compliment, though. It is a very good compliment because it tastes like rose hips and hibiscus, so it, it actually does not taste anything like Coors Light. Yeah. So very nice to hear. So, excuse me. So now. As home brewers, this is for the two, you know. I'll let Dave uh, take this one over first. Ah! <laughs> That's kind of like passing the mic. <laughs> you don't want to answer the question. So as home brewers, what do you find that some of what, when people are starting out, some of the problems that they run into? Because um, I know when I started out, the big, the big thing was 
initially I had been brewing way back in early 90s. Um, <laughs> Extract. <laughs> and it wasn't great, and I sold all my kit off. So then I had to go back online and find stuff to buy, whatever else. So for me, I would say it's the initial cost. But once you get past that point, what do you think? Um, finding, like, the right resources. Uh, so, like, my the homebrewing Bible for me was uh, The Joy of Homebrewing by, uh, what's his name? Papazian? Oh. I think it's Joe Papazian. Uh, it's not <laughs> John Palmer. No, no. I, I, so I didn't, I didn't read that one, but I know that one's a really good one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Charlie Papazian? Is that it? Yeah, Papazian. Uh, Anyway, The Joy of Homebrewing, at first, it's like, it has all these different levels. So you read the first part and you're like, oh, I get it. And you go and do, and you you create those beers. Mm -hmm. You read the second part and it's a little more uh, advanced, but you get it. And then you go and do those. And then you read the third part, it's like all grain. And you start doing those and then it, like, you kind of get it. And my biggest thing was I was always scared of messing up a batch and now looking from the other side being like, it's only five gallons. Like just go for it <laughs> try it. You know, at worst you lose 20 liters. That's, <laughs> that's not very much. Yeah. You know, like dumping to like dumping that amount still kind of hurts. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts, <laughs> but you learn something, right? Every mistake is a, is a learning opportunity. Yeah, You learn what not to do yeah. and then you get laughed at by your significant other. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, it's important to get part of a community. So like maybe you did something, and you're trying to figure out what's wrong, someone who's in the know can, like, taste that beer and be like, oh, uh, maybe this happened, This your fermentation was too hot, and you're just getting all these, like, phenolics that you shouldn't get in your cream ale, or... Is there any certain equipment uh, for temperature control a home brewer should get? Uh, it matters where you do it. Like, I, if, if your basement's cool, or you have a closet that's cool, like, that's, that should be fine. Um, you know, if you if you can keep it below twenty degrees, that's that's perfect. Um, if your if your house is like thirty degrees, then you're you're <laughs> maybe switch to saisons or uh, Kavik. I'm doing pretty good right now. <laughs> it's okay. You might as well come over and see what your name is now. <laughs> so just so you know, we had one of the fantastic people here at uh, at the Heaven Golf Course come over and say and ask us if we wanted more beer. Yes, we're we're doing an interview and drinking their great beer. So I've had the Mully's Red, which is the Red Ale Dave was telling us about before, which was fantastic. And we're and now I've got a sample of a sneak preview of one that's coming out. So I'm not going to say anything about what it is. So you're going to have oh, to. We've we've had it out before. It's okay. our uh, it's our ordinary bitter, uh, parliamentary beer. Uh, it's a 3.5% session, traditional uh, English session ale. Oh, right on. Um, so it's, you know, small in, uh, in ABV, but big in flavor. It's fantastic. And what are you having, Steph? I'm drinking the Hazy Beer, uh, New England Stop Pale Ale. Um, great summer beer, so why not? <laughs> okay, so now back to talk about what piece of equipment for temperature control <laughs> you think we need. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, like, if you have a cool basement, that's the cheapest option. Um, you could also, like, a fridge. If you have a fridge, you can temperature control with, like, a yep. the STC-1000 or whatever's new now. I guess the Inkbird yep. is out there. Those are those are good options. Yeah, I'm a, I am just bought you, or secondhand, a uh, wine fridge. Oh, okay, nice. And I'm going to be doing a Hellas Lager on oh, Saturday. Nice. And it's going to go inside there to ferment with an Inkbird and whatever else and see, see what happens. Yeah. That's awesome. Because I have one of those, like, plastic fermenters, like a fermentosaurus. Okay. Oh, cool. Or a firmzilla, sorry, a firmzilla. And I can pressurize it so I can do pressure fermentation. Oh, cool. So 
What do you think is better, though? A stainless steel fermenter or a plastic fermenter when you're starting out? Um, when you're starting out, anything you can afford really is, is a good option. Um, I started in a bucket. I moved on to a glass carboy. I think everyone uh, starts in a bucket. Yeah, you start in a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, glass carboy. Some people are a little bit afraid of glass, so now they have plastic options out there. Yeah. Um, I'm not scared of glass because, one, I'm not stupid enough to try and drop it because <laughs> once you hold it, you hold on for dear I've, life. I've, I've smashed a couple, uh, and, yeah, it was it was just being stupid and, you know, just be careful if you're using glass. <laughs> I'm surprised. That, like, there's so many things out there that you can use to, to hold on to a glass carboy yeah. to keep it from slipping out of your hands that people don't do. Yeah. And... <laughs> And I was talking to one guy uh, who also does a podcast. He says, "Don't don't do glass. Get rid of the glass because if it if it breaks, it's a world of hurt. You're gonna get cut up. It's this. It's that." And I'm like, I've had glass carboys for as long as I can remember, and I've ha- have yet to have one break on me. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Steph. Have you broken one? Yes, I had about ten in the back of my car, and one smashed. They were all empty, though, so so we were good. But well, that's uh, <laughs> a good thing they were empty. Yeah. So if anybody's looking for carboys, I've, I've got a lot in my basement right now, and I don't have time to brew. So uh, <laughs> give me a shout. <laughs> or you tell me what you'd like, and I'll make something for you. Well, there you go. So and I'll take one of your carboys. Well, I, <laughs> but I've got Dave here that makes some great beers. I, I mean, uh, I've gained a lot uh, during this COVID time. That this this added on. Uh, Beer weight, so I, but thanks for the offer. <laughs> yeah, my wife was saw me last night. Like, I get what's it? We came back from friends last night. My wife saw my profile. She just step back for a minute. I step back. Oh, something wrong? You got a gut? And I'm, like, I'm almost fifty, and you're just noticing that now. <laughs> it's just a COVID body, baby. Right? Exactly. That's, that's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> so this may be for Dave. So what do you think's coming up for maybe? Potential, potential like projects or beers that you guys maybe wanted to try down the road. Um, we have one for October. I'm really excited about. I haven't done a smoked beer here yet, and so we're gonna do a like a Smoketoberfest. So like a, a Martzen with a smoke to it, and I'm really excited about it. That's a, that sounds really nice. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking. <laughs> Steph's going. What the hell? Uh, and then I have another lager, uh, the New, Z- uh, New Zealand Pilsner. So I use all New Zealand um, hops, and that'll be coming out just before the long weekend, September long weekend. So you're looking at what uh, Matoika? Yeah, Matoika. I love that. Oh, That's a nice so one. Good. I yeah. used that one in a creamy, I believe it or not. Oh, nice. It was, and it actually worked really yeah, nice. It has that, like that, that herbal character of like traditional hops, and then it has yeah. like, tropical fruit too. So it just it works. Beautiful marriage. It works right? really, really nice. Yeah. It does. It does. It does. So, um, what should we know? about you guys here to make sure that makes you guys other than obviously the golf course that makes you guys stand out from everybody else i mean i've only known you guys for a brief minute between brew donkey and and talking in this and i can tell you guys are great and you guys are going to go far but everybody else doesn't really know you other than we have Dave. Nobody else has Dave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But that, everybody does great beer. I think just the way you stand out is is by making it your own. So um, everybody has an IPA, and, and everybody's trying to tweak something, and, and it's just about being creative. Um, we uh, we try to stand out by, by doing a lot of session beers, I think, because of Dave. Um, so if, if people are looking for, for a good sessionable beer that you can have three or four without having to go to bed right after um and 
this is this is right up our alley. All all the low ABV beers are amazing. All the beers are amazing, but that's something we we stand out and and, and we strive for because I think everybody's aiming for super high ABV IPAs right now, mm-hmm. which are amazing. I love them, but but um, at some point you got to cater to other people's needs. We have both, right. so we're lucky. So, are you guys a part of the mob? I used to be, but I just can't keep track of the uh, the amount the, of the of amount of stuff that that comes through that All place. Right. So yes, because <laughs> uh, I was going to ask if you guys are going to be part of the uh, the Bose slash BSG homebrewers competition. The I Iron Brewer, they're going to send us out a mystery box, <laughs> and we've got to figure out what we're going to do. Oh, I wish I had time to, to homebrew right now. I don't with two jobs. Uh, I got a regular job too, so it's not just a brewery job. Um, and I got young kids at home, so <laughs> it's. It, I wish I could. Um, and it's easier as the kids get older. Trust me on that. It, one. it does. I mean, they're they're tweens, so so we're good. But still, we uh, we got to keep them busy. But um, and Dave is is busy brewing here. So, but I, I'll let him answer this uh, this question right here. Uh, yeah, since starting this job, I haven't I haven't homebrewed because uh, I've never really found the need. I, I get all the things you get from homebrewing. I can get it from here, right. so I'm good with without doing that. And I, I am part of the mob. Uh, I'm more of an active listener than a participant. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where I'm at too, as an active listener. I, and I get a friend of mine, Ryan, who sends me over all. Hey, Dan, listen, what's coming along the line for the competitions? You in? Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> But that sounds like a really cool competition, like yeah. just a, a blank box. And I think it came along the lines mainly because um, their Octoberfest got kiboshed. Right. Yeah. So they want to keep that homebrew competition going, so they're going to team up with BSG and, and do this. And then the prizes is that you go to and get the brew on their pilot system, and then they'll sell the beer. That's which, cool. Which that, was, that was one of my favorite parts of uh, Bose was their pilot system. So I used to, so I was in the cellar. I never brewed there, but they had this little tiny two-barrel system, and I get to, used to always they would pilot all the beers that are going to come out in the next year, basically. So oh, I, know, wow. I knew it was coming down the pipe, and they'd try things out, and that was my favorite part of that job. I always kind of, I saw what's coming out next year, and that was uh, really cool. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Well, I think we beat a dead horse. We've asked enough que- Have I asked you everything you think I should ask, or is there anything else you guys want to add in? What do people really need to know about you guys? We're awesome. <laughs> yes, they are. What do we need to know about Dave? Other than he's got flaming red hair, he's awesome, and he's on our wall. We we uh, we have a mascot that looks exactly <laughs> like Dave. Though we chose a mascot before we hired Dave, so we technically hired Dave based on his looks, not his brewing skills. I'm just kidding. He's a very good brewer. There you go. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it for now. Thanks a lot for letting me come out and talk to you guys today. It was been fun. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for dropping by. Yeah, this has been great. Uh, I've been listening to your podcast, and they're yeah, they're a lot of fun, and I can't wait for the new ones. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Well, thanks a lot, folks. That's it for now, and uh, thanks for coming along for the ride and a beer or two along the way, and we'll see you on the other side. I'd like to say thank you to Steph and Dave for letting me come out to the golf course this week to interview them out at Broken Stick. It's a pretty cool thing to have beer and golf combined all in one spot. So thanks a lot, boys, and thanks a lot for having a beer or two along the way. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. And, uh, you know, check us out. Uh, Leave us a review on uh, what you use for podcasts. Go to my social media stuff on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Leave us a review. And if you want, uh, leave me a question on uh, 
on my email that I have linked into my account on Anchor. And uh, if I if I do get it, and I'll probably use it on an episode that's upcoming. And I'll pro- maybe I'll even send you some stickers and maybe a new lapel pin. So yeah, check us out. Leave us a review. And uh, thanks for coming along for the ride and a beer or two along the way.